Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the new Stuff You Should Know blog now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. Grrr. <laughs> nice. Chuck, how you doing? Good. Uh, this is Stuff You Should Know, I should say. Uh, that's Chuck Bryan. I'm Josh Clark, as usual. Right. I think by now you people know, right? I Answer us. If not, they just stumbled upon us and they're like, who are these idiots? Exactly. And we just lost them right then. Right. So Click. to everybody else, it's us. Uh, Chuck, do you remember uh, watching uh, The Incredible Hulk? As a, well, I, I was going to say as a kid. Oh, it jerk. ran from 1978 <laughs> to 82, so you were, what, like 25, maybe 30? No, man, that was right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, I, I just came in on the tail end, but I, yeah. I had a significant impact Love on it. Love that show. So, yeah, that was, uh, what, Bill Bixby slash Lou Ferrigno mm-hmm. uh, sharing the um, the title role duties. Right. Well, actually, Bill Bixby played Bruce Banner, and Lou Ferrigno was the Hulk. Right. And he was kind of a big guy, but not Hulk-like, you know? I think they had to use certain camera yeah. angles and shots to make True. him appear even bigger. Right. And, of course, since I'm 90 years old, I, I remember Bill Bixby from The Courtship of Eddie's Father, which was before that. Wow. Uh-huh. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So, well, Chuck, you remember, like, uh, oftentimes, I don't think it was every episode, but um, Bruce Banner, when somebody was pushing him around or mm-hmm. something, I remember one, uh, I think at the in the intro, he he would be uh, hitchhiking or something. And yeah. He was picked up by somebody who mistreated him, maybe. Right. I could be making, I make up memories a lot. Right, right. Um, healthy good. But yeah, in most episodes, he would say something like, please don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry, and then inevitably, this, some jerk made him angry, and then he, right. you know, get ripped and turn green and just beat the tar out of him, right? Right. My favorite part, actually, he would always turn away as if he's trying to contain himself, yeah. and then whip his head back around, and he'd have those green eyes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He never bit his knuckles, though. I've always found that that helps to kind of keep things, you know, locked in. Yeah, he should have tried that. It would have been a totally different show had he actually tried that. I think. Right. Well, actually, I, I bring up the Incredible Hulk not because I just wanted to reminisce, although that was pleasant, Chuck. It was. Um, I wanted to uh, use it as a segue. And what Different. I was going to segue into is that it is entirely possible that the Incredible Hulk, Bruce Banner, mm-hmm. was a self-actualized human being. Except for, like, right. throwing cars and stuff. Uh-huh. He was in touch with his anger. Very he tried to so. keep it down, but eventually it came out, and ultimately he would go back to normal. Right. And the point is, the point is of this asinine intro right. um, is that uh, anger can be beneficial. Absolutely. We we tend to think that anger is a just a bad thing. Not true. That there's only negative repercussions. That it's harmful. Right. Um, and, and as a matter of fact, uh, there was a, I think some survey that I read um, that found 28 percent of people. Uh, when asked about their own anger, they said that they thought it was a bad thing uh, because it was useless and harmful. That's not necessarily true. Right. They said inappropriate, too, which I thought was inappropriate. Yeah. I, to I, call I, anger inappropriate, right. I just I think it's completely appropriate many times. Well, I think I think part of the problem is, and this is just me positing here, uh, we live in a society that's that's uh, it has lots of um, expectations on gentility. Right. We're supposed to get along and sure, go along and all yeah, that. And yeah. So anger doesn't really have much of a place in a, in a society like that. Um, so I think we've kind of, uh, a lot of us, including myself, have, have lost our ability to express ourselves through anger. Right. right? You, know what, you know what Aristotle said? I love this quote. Let's hear it. Aristotle said this, the famous philosopher, of course, not Aristotle Jones, who uh, Josh or Aristotle. Onassis. How do you know Aristotle Jones? Uh, we'll talk about that later. The famous Aristotle said this. The man who is angry at the right things 
and with the right people, and further as he ought, when he ought, and as long as he ought, is praised. So basically he's saying that you can be angry, but if, if you're angry at the right time and you handle it in the right way, then you are to be patted on the back, essentially. Right. And he was right on the money, if you ask me. So I, I did a little research um, and found uh, we have a great article on the site called How Anger Works. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm starting to notice a pattern here. Like all the great articles on the site, uh, the byline says Molly Edmonds. Have you noticed that? I thought you were going to say yourself. No, <laughs> I wouldn't do that, even if I thought it. Yes, Molly, who is a, a great writer and a dear friend and has her own podcast. Yeah, Stuff Mom Never Told You uh, with uh, Kristen Conger, another great writer here. Um, And uh, we should probably stop all the plugging and get to the anger, right? You're angry at Molly because she's a better writer than you. (laughs) That is not true, Chuck. Stop this, please. Um, Okay, so uh, there's basically three reasons why people get angry, right? Right. Uh, And uh, one of them is to correct someone else's bad behavior. Mm -hmm. When you get angry, you're all of a sudden kind of bursting forth. Right. Uh, with with energy, you're kind of pushing energy from yourself onto somebody else, or at the very least creating a startle response in them. Uh, and that's a pretty good way of teaching somebody they don't need to do that to you again. Sure. I find that kind of distasteful uh, behavior. You untoward? Know, using untoward, yes. My favorite word right now. <laughs> Um, uh, that, that, that's one reason people get angry or one reason or one way people use anger. Another, um, is to demonstrate power, which is really, again, off-putting. Right. Not big fans of two of these three reasons, you know, <laughs> like getting whoever can shout the loudest or, you know, get the, the, the most irked and, and, and irritated wins. And actually that's the case sometimes, especially again in our genteel society. Right. Uh, the third reason, uh, anger exists, I think, um, is to address interpersonal conflict, right? It, you, like you're upset at something you've done? Uh, no, you're upset with something someone else did. Okay. And rather than just let it pass by, uh, which will give you the opportunity to stew on it indefinitely right. and arguably end the relationship, you are getting, you're using anger. And this is not, you shouldn't confuse this, this aspect of anger with, you know, coming into somebody's office, slamming the door and like tell, ha, letting them have it. I guess it's kind of a form of it, but it's an unproductive form. Right. This would more be like recognizing you're angry and saying, I got to do something about this or else I'm not going to be friends with this person. So actually that use of anger is, um, it's actually a kind gesture because you're saying, I'm willing to confront you even though it's going to be uncomfortable for me, including you. Right. Um, because I value our relationship. Okay. So those are reasons why you might demonstrate anger? Yes. Well, I've, I found an interesting study. It's, it's a little dated. It's from 1993, but I bet it's the still, Clinton era. I, I bet it's still valid. Uh, someone did a women's anger study. Okay. And interestingly found that um, five out of the 535 women they surveyed, the three most common roots to a woman's anger, which ties in nicely with yours, is uh, powerlessness, injustice, and the irresponsibility of others. So that kind of makes sense from what you just said. Well, I, I also read that um, women uh, tend to become angered. There's actually something uh, called anger triggers, right? right? And they're actually age, gender, and culture-specific oftentimes. They're, they're stimuli that, that trigger our anger. Uh-huh. Uh, and women, and this is not you know the case across the board, but women tend to um, have find anger triggers in uh, affronts by... Uh, people that they're close to, right? Family, friends, that kind of thing. Sure. Basically, it, it, you can't you can't make a woman angry on average 
uh, if you're a stranger. Ah. The exact opposite is the case with men. Men have a lot more patience with maybe um, their right. family and friends, but like a stranger will just send them off the rails. That's me, man. E.g. traffic. Oh, yeah. I hate, ever, I hate strangers. Yeah. <laughs> I, who who likes them? That's not true. Nobody. Uh, but, yeah, I find that that's actually the case with me. I, I would get extremely angry at someone I don't know because of I'm a big injustice guy. Injustices really make me angry. People that don't think the rules apply to them. Like, uh, let's say I'm sitting in traffic, mm-hmm. and we have the, the commuter lanes here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. the carpool lane, and yeah. I'll see people, single riders, whizzing by me in the carpool lane. And it just it fury. Do you chase him? Try to oh, knock him off the road? No, because I'd have to get in the carpool lane. Oh, and you wouldn't do that. Well, no, because I'd get caught. Oh, plus also you would have no right to be angry at somebody else. True. And you know what that is? That's True. reason. Ah. Uh, so basically, when when we are when uh, uh, our anger is triggered mm-hmm. by by whatever it is, um, uh, we have two things going on. Two regions in our brain start wrestling. Right. In like dirty, like Greco-Roman wrestling, right? Winner yeah. take all. Sure. Um, Cage match? Pretty much. Yeah. Possibly with shanks. Okay. I haven't I haven't determined that yet. Um, but the uh, frontal lobe, which is responsible for reason, right, starts getting into it with the amygdala, which is responsible for emotion. Oh, uh, yeah. And all of this wrestling match usually lasts about two seconds. <laughs> it's a quick one. Uh, it is. Um, and most of the time, the frontal lobe wins. Did you know that? Uh, I didn't, but it kind of, I, I get that. Yeah, because think about it. Like, we'd all be walking around like half-cocked powder kegs right. if the amygdala won, you know? Have you ever known anyone that was like that, that was really angry and would fight people and just made yes. you nervous being around them? I wish, I, I, I would say his name, because uh, yeah. I still to this, uh, sixth grade, I still to this day hate this kid's guts. Um, and I would love to say his name so that somebody can hear it. it and go punch him in the stomach. Right. Um, but is, I know Jerry yeah. will bleep it out. His yeah. name is Beep Beep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what his name is. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the, the, this kid, he was, he was short and he was really mad that he was short. Yeah. He bore a striking resemblance to, um, did you ever see, uh, what was that? Captain Caveman and Son cartoon? Uh-huh. He bore a resemblance to the sun. Really? Just kind of very, <laughs> You know, caveman esque, right? Yeah, yeah. And he was just such a little manipulative bully. He was he was Machiavellian, actually. And he used to have us get into um, fights, and oh, he yeah. would turn the whole class against you. He was he was an angry little kid. Yeah. And you know what? He was all amygdala. Really? Apparently. Yeah, I knew a guy like that when I lived in Arizona. That was just uh, I, I was uncomfortable being around him because he would go to a bar someplace. And just invite trouble. It was written all over his face. It was his energy. And he scared me. I didn't like being around the guy. Yeah, you want to stay away from people like No, that. I'm a pacifist, man. I'm a lover. I don't need that. I know you are, Chuck. <laughs> Not very angry. No, well, I have some issues here and there with anger, <laughs> but like Aristotle says, I want to channel it in the right direction. Exactly. And at the right times, right? Right. So uh, there was actually a guy who's a perfect case study in um, you know, how the brain... Uh, processes anger and his name was Phineas Gage and he was this affable railroad man uh-huh. uh, he was a railroad worker and in 1848 he took a rod through a, I think his right eye Ow. Uh, and it went into his brain mm-hmm. and he actually they they I don't know if they ever got it out all the way but they managed to um, keep him alive and he survived and continued to live okay but he had frontal lobe damage. The reason part, his amygdala was perfectly fine. Right. So we went from this affable, friendly guy to a jerk for the rest of his life. Really? Yep. 
Wow. Yeah, Phineas Gage. I've, I've got some more gender-related anger uh, things if you want to talk about that. Okay, sure. It's interesting. You know, men and women are... It's amazing we ever get together how different we are. I know. I, I'm often awed at that. I agree. Uh, they found when they studied uh, women in anger um, and men that men scored higher on physical aggression, go figure, uh, passive aggression, and experiences of impulsively dealing with their anger. And men usually had more or more often had a revenge motive and scored higher in coercing people. Mm-hmm. And women, they found, were found to be angry longer, uh, more resentful, and less likely to express their anger. But they also found, interestingly, that women um, used indirect aggression. They were more likely to write someone off that they knew and, like, I'm never going to speak to her again. Yeah. Women do that, Yeah, according to the study. And it kind of makes sense. I've known some women that have written off people in their life, uh, but I don't know many men that have ever said, you know, I'm never going to speak to him again. I have. Really? I was about to say, I think I'm very feminine in that way because... It's not the only way, buddy. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> well, I guess we should probably get to the last part of this clunker. What's that? The UC Santa Barbara study. Oh, yeah. That's all you. Okay. So uh, these two uh, psychiatrists, psychologists, uh, shrinks, um, put uh, a bunch of college students together in a room. And I think they gave them a, a – they, they said, you are to remain neutral. And this this other group, are, we're going to make angry. Right. So they had them, um, they had them uh, write about uh, – I think extensively some past experience they had that made them angry. Uh Um, And then they took both groups and had them analyze a series of essays about whether or not college students were any good at saving or, you know, uh, were good with finances. And some were good essays. Some were terrible. Right. Um, And they... Basically, the distinction was the good essays, the, 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 um, the, the... Arguments that had basis were um, they cited old studies or you know facts or they they backed up their argument uh-huh. whereas the bad studies didn't right uh, but okay. they were well written right and they found that the kids who were angry um, were had better analytical skills really they were they scored consistently higher in picking out the good arguments from the bad right was it, were they sifting through the the muck and focusing on you know just the the parts that they needed to was that what was going on there. You just uh, jumped from A to C, Chuck. Oh, okay. Well, tell me about B. Well, uh, I was trying to tell you about Sorry. B. Uh, anyway, yes, that, that's exactly right. I okay. think let's just strangle this horse. It's almost dead. Um, they found – well, they concluded. Uh, I, it wasn't proven, but they concluded that when you're angry, um, you're you're very focused. Uh, and so you're you're kind of – you're you're cutting away the fat, as okay. it were. Gotcha. So, And if you're neutral – um, you're more likely to be taken in by flowery language or something like that. Uh-huh. When you're angry, you're focused. The other theory that they had was when you're angry, you want to punish somebody. Oh, yeah. So you're probably going to punish uh, uh, somebody who's not doing as good a job or some somebody who's uh, not quite up to snuff. And in this case, it would have been a poorly argued essay. Right. So there, there you go. Well, I think the secret is to channel your anger into a positivity uh, there's nothing wrong with being angry, but I know that there are studies that that show that if you suppress anger, you're more likely to die than if you don't hold on to those feelings. Mm-hmm. So suppressing your anger is not a good move. No. Anyone who, who's ever seen the Angry Dad episode of The Simpsons can tell you it is life-threatening. True. But yeah. blowing up at someone and going off on someone and being physically uh, aggressive is also not good. So 
Yeah, it's all about doing it the right way. Sure. Good advice, Chuck. I hope it didn't rain on your pre- uh, parade there with Ace. No, no, you totally didn't. <laughs> you did great, buddy. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I would want you to be angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. You would rain blows upon me. <laughs> I love that yeah. phrase. Uh, well, let's just get to listener mail time. But first, I know Chuck wants to tell everybody about something we like to call our web log or blog. Right. We, like uh, 90% of people around the world now have a blog yeah. we've joined the blogosphere and the blog is through the website howstuffworks.com mm-hmm. and you can find it on uh, via the home page mm-hmm. it's called stuff you should know yep and it's uh my buddy josh and i just kind of picking out some interesting topics to talk about and trying to engage the stuff you should know community yeah and it's updated uh at least twice a day yeah chuck posts once i post once so go check it out. And like Chuck said, you can uh, access that through the homepage at HowStuffWorks.com. Yes, indeed. And Chuck, please, is it time for listener mail yet? Uh, today, Josh, I have just a single listener mail. This is from... Uh, oh, this must be significant. Yeah, this is from Adam Asher. And I don't know where Adam's from, but he says cheers, so he may be from the UK. Okay. Or he may be one of those guys that says cheers. He's an Anglophile. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, he says this. This is about the CIA LSD episode. Mm-hmm. Did, quick recap. Uh, yeah, the CIA used to um, dose uh, heroin addicts, um, Johns, and um, you know, black inmates at prisons with uh, LSD to find out if they could use it as a truth serum or something like that. Perfect. And the name of the program was MK Ultra. Yes, it w- that was the Umbrella Project. Right. So I found this very interesting. Uh, he says, I just had a comment on that episode a few years back. Maybe 10 or 12 years ago, there was a video game made called MK Ultra. Mm-hmm. Uh, in it, you were a weird costumed man with a gun for an arm, and you went through and violently killed everything in your midst. The world you were in was very interesting, different colors, the walls moved, weird sounds. There was a talking dog as your sidekick. And uh, he said that when we talked about the MK Ultra program, he you know, it made him think his video game. Mm-hmm. The thing is, he can't remember it and doesn't have any further details. So, I'm really interested to know if there was, if that was the name of the game, and if they were, there was a video game that literally poked fun at the CIA for doing this kind of thing, or if that guy was on LSD. True. So, if anyone out there knows of this game and has any more details, I'd love to hear about it and uh, get a copy of it. I want to play this game. Yeah. Well, that's uh, so. Thank you, Adam Asher. Sure. If you want to share any of your acid flashbacks with us, or just say hi, you can shoot us an email if you can uh, see the keys and they're not speaking to you at stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?